Have you ever wondered about the wild activities that go on at a bar? Well, that wondering ends right now. Welcome to the Open Bar Talk Podcast, where host Jim Search sits down with bartenders near and far to hear the whopping tales that only a drink slinger has. So buckle in, have a cold one, and enjoy it. All right, y'all, uh, it's happening. Uh, we are back. Uh, I, uh, the Open Bar Talk podcast uh, with Jim Search is in the building one more time, virtually. Um, as you know, the uh, pandemic didn't end for some reason. Um, still going strong. Um, but, you know, we've uh, been on a little bit of a hiatus, but, you know, we are back uh, with some new episodes. Very excited to uh, introduce our uh, bartender on for this episode. Uh, before I do that... Um, I want to give you just a little bit of where you can find our show. Uh, it's everywhere you find podcasts, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get a podcast, that's where it happens. So download it, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, yeah, let's get this going, man. Let's get me a job doing this so I don't have to work a regular day job anymore, folks. That's the plan. Uh, if you want to find me uh, outside of this, uh, go to gymsearchcomedy.com. Uh, you can go on all social media, find me at Jim Search. Uh, follow me. Uh, I'm a real blast to uh, listen to. So anyway, without further ado, I am very excited to uh, talk with uh, the bartender we've got on. Uh, very funny dude. I've done some research. Uh, I'm very excited to have you on. Uh, give it up for Reggie Parker. Reggie, how you doing, sir? How you living? Hey, man. What's doing up? good. Thanks for having me on. Of course, man. Of course, we are. Uh, we're talking a little uh, Jersey talk before we uh, before we got on the air here. Uh, you're out. You're out in Jersey. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm near Rutgers, like uh, right, like mm. in the college town. That's where I've been staying the past couple of years. Okay. Okay. Um, now, have you? Um, so, have you been bartending out there at all? So, funny story about me, right? So, I started bartending around 2015. Okay. And- and I'm officially, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm officially kind of retired from bartending as my profession. Okay. But I did it for, uh, did it for about three or four years. Okay, word. Um, how did you, well, uh, t- talk to us. Tell us a little bit. How did yeah. you get into the world of bartending? Yeah, so I went to school here uh, at Rutgers. Um, okay. But I'm originally from Maryland. So after I graduated, uh, I was a poli-sci major. So I m- moved to D.C., looking for work. Um, and yeah, I happened upon bartending. Uh, as you know, we were talking a little bit about central Jersey and comedy. So it's Mm -hmm. a, it's a good job to have if you're into the arts as it were. So like comedy and bartending (laughs) go hand in hand. They, they, uh, you're often paid in drinks and you can sell the drinks. So (laughs) it, uh, it kind of, uh, is a way to put money in your pocket now. So were you, um, so you started bartending in Maryland? Well, in uh, D.C., out in Georgetown. Okay. All right. Yep. At this uh, this place called Mr. Smith's. It was a piano bar in uh, in Georgetown. Oh, shit. That now, <laughs> yeah. cla- classy joint, presumably? Yes, supposedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, yeah. on, on paper, a classy spot. Yeah. Um, so, like, were you – so did you jump, jump straight into bartending or were you bar backing first and then worked your way in? Yeah, worked my way in. Like, I uh, started as a server, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, that was decent money, but I was kind of just eyeing the bar. I was like, all right, that's where that's where the action is, right? Mm-hmm. Like, trying to make some money. So, you know, I, um, you know, did the job I was given well, 
And, okay. you know, if you know anything about bartenders, eventually someone's going to mess up. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to not show up to a shift. You know, they're going to quit randomly. And, you know, you just want to be there for your spot. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. now is that so did someone quit or was there someone show up drunk like yeah, yeah of course it's a, it's a seasonal thing you can set a clock to it every 4 months <laughs> uh, you're going to have uh somebody new behind the bar you know it yeah. just it uh you know it is funny how it is like it is interesting the sort of like I feel like in some instances you have that sort of revolving door of like you know if you go to a bar you know like you're saying every four months but then you have like that like grizzled bartender who's been there for 30 years it is what they know it is they're not doing anything else and that is their jam so there's really like no middle ground I feel like there's no like middle ground to that you know yeah I got a lot of respect for the guys that like tough it out for a long time. Cause uh, I was definitely like the young kid coming in, didn't know anything. And those are the people that trained me, you know, sort of the old school kind of like journeyman bartenders. And, right. You know, I learned a couple of little tricks, uh, made a little bit of money and then eventually kind of moved into more like an office kind of mm-hmm. setting, you know, for my day to day. You know, it is, uh, well, let me, so let me ask you, like, why did you, why did you step out of the game? Like what, what was your, what was, I mean, everyone has their motivations, but I'm just curious, like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, so just for reference, I'm like 32 now. Right. At the time I was bartending, I was like mid twenties and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And one day stories, they always start like, I'm dating this, uh, Dating a girl who now is my wife, actually. Uh, mm. But one semester, she ended up basically moving because she was going to school, like a uh, university out in D.C. And she moved back home to Oregon. So I was like, yeah, I'll give Oregon a shot. So I basically oh, wow. just packed up. You know, I was like, whatever. Because, <laughs> um, you know, this bartender mentality, again, that revolving door. I was like, I'm going to find a job somewhere. Right, right. Uh, weirdly enough, didn't work exactly <laughs> the way I... Envision, no you know, you should always plan these things out before you just. <laughs> you mean, you mean you should have uh, some foresight of what gainful where... employment, somewhere to stay, you know, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a plan. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you should really map these things out. Okay, I'm taking notes. If listeners, uh, if you learned anything, yeah, uh, look before you leap. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if if you're in, like, the bar game, if you do stuff like I do, like comedy, um, you tend to have these ideas that just, they get in your head, you do them, and then you worry about the consequences later. Absolutely. <laughs> is there, uh, I feel like in the overlap of bartending and comedy is that, like, yeah, uh, not a whole lot of stability sometimes. No. Like, it's no. not, you didn't get, you don't get into comedy for a 401k. Uh, yeah. say, right? And, so, oh god. No, I'm saying that that's basically like to kind of answer the question. That is more or less why I got out of the game because I just needed, you know, I got to know what my check is going to be <laughs> at the end of the week. You know, <laughs> not not an unreasonable uh, thing to uh, reason to step out, right? <laughs> so, all right. So we got a little bit of the origin story here. Mm-hmm. So you know, you so you're working for five years. 
within that time, you had to have seen some shit, right? Like there is some wild shit that's gone down. So, you know, what are, what are some of those memorable moments? What is like the one flashpoint that you're just like, I will never fucking forget this. Yeah. I mean, one for me is definitely, uh, let's see. Let me start with like an easy one. Right. And then we'll work our way up. Okay. All right. Uh, Let's do it. Being in DC, you meet people, um, you know, of influence and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I won't name names, but one time we were at, we were at the bar and uh, some guy who was like an anchor on CNN was in the bar and he was with this uh, youngish, younger person, right? Definitely not, uh, mm-hmm. you know, probably not on his Wikipedia page. <laughs> in <the spouse> section. <laughs> ah, I can yeah. put it together. You mean there's yeah. dishonesty in DC? No way. What? <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy, the guy's hanging out there and like, uh, it's Georgetown. So the, there's a lot of universities out there. So it's like frat kid is just giving this guy the hardest time. And like, uh, really? again, this is one of CNN, you know, you see him in the suit, he's pointing at the map type characters. And the uh, dude is like, bro, get, cause the guy starts snapping pictures, like delete that picture. And, you know, basically get the, I don't know if you curse in this pocket. Oh yeah. I, yeah. Oh, swear. Like, fuck out of my face. <laughs> oh shit. So yeah. much. And uh, this dude, like just, start grabbing this little college punk by his collar and i'm like all right <laughs> yo <laughs> cnn well, cnn is about that smoke yeah yeah they will give you the smoke this is before the trump years too <laughs> yeah i was gonna say man this is uh uh excuse me this is the uh, uh the old days when you know you could uh rough up a rough up a punk kid <laughs> yeah yeah uh, so so now what was the so now what was the other uh, lady what was the other lady doing during all of this? I mean, you know, not much really. I think, yeah. <laughs> just, a lot of skin in the game, man. It's just uh, you know, it, it is what it is, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. what's what's a uh, wifey girlfriend and mistress? You know, it was that type of. <laughs> I he's got you know the the you know she has a role. She uh she was playing the role. Play the game. <laughs> and yeah, she had a position and yeah. was needed to uh just let uh said person handle their business. Um so now so did the kid like eventually like did he delete the pictures or was he Yeah, like uh one of the managers like stepped in and you know Oh shit. Like, yeah, just can't have it. You can't have it in the bar. You, you know, everyone knows at the bar, like you can take stuff outside, but you know, like in the, it's a business, you know. So uh, that got that got handled. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I and you know that that's crazy too, man. Because like, I mean, obviously that's like a punk college kid, and he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. But it's like, yo, if you try and leak that shit, you could get killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, know, man. they, <laughs> I, you know, clearly we don't know who this dude is, but it's like you don't think he's above like. Uh, xing you out because you're ruining his life right you know what i mean get the fuck out of here yeah guy now, like that has resources yeah i was gonna say he's got resources both above and below the table so keep that in mind kid uh if you're listening and you're still alive i don't know if you're still alive this kid uh yeah, who did that fine he's probably like uh again it's a dc frat boy he's probably a multimillionaire. Yeah, I was gonna say he's a lawyer. He's like corporate law or something. Like he's probably doing just fine and did not uh, is living his best life. Yeah, um, yeah. So now you were you you were behind the bar during all this, right? Yeah. So that time I was just behind the bar and I got handled 
pretty easily easily there was another example of something like that i was working a bar in this uh this like irish it was like an irish couple right they're uh, hanging out and for some reason like you know people start talking right and uh fights break out and this one guy like just took a swing at this the chick right not the guy <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute like these two dudes are arguing right Right, and then he's like, "You know what? Fuck it!" And then just punches the girl. It, it was the weirdest. It was strange, right? That's very so strange. That's one where I was like, "All right, well, I'm now not behind the bar anymore. I'm now in <laughs> front of the bar, and this is a uh, this is the whole thing." So this entire like brawl spills out into the street, yeah. and I haven't told you this, but like when I was in college, I was a wrestler, right? So I, I was like a D one wrestler. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Well, then, you know, it's even like, I mean, look, obviously D1 is the the top of the top. And even if you're like a D, this is just side note, but like, even if you're like a D3 wrestler, like you're going to choke out the layperson, right? Like, so to be division one. So, all right, go on. Sorry. I'm I'm not a big guy, right? Like, especially the time I'm like maybe 150 pounds, right? But, you know, a little bit of training. So. Mm-hmm. We're out in the streets and like uh, it's a scuffle, so you don't know what's going on. Like, I, like grab some guy, like slammed him or something like that. I was just like, because there's a fight, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm like, all right, this guy, right? And um, you're up. Yeah. So funny enough, I in that fight, like uh, that guy definitely went to jail that night. Um, actually, like that's one of those ones where like you get a court date with it. They wanted me to like go say what happened. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trial, yeah. Basically. Oh shit, man. Um, which, uh, again, I was a bartender. So I actually missed that, uh, court date. I was <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I was going to ask, do you like, did you, so you did, did you like, so you didn't, didn't you, you did, it was like one of those things, like, you know how, like when a fight happens and like when the authorities come and just sort of like disperses itself, Sort yes. Yeah. Like the guy that threw the first punch, he left in cuffs. Uh, what he did know is the girl he hit, um, because it's DC again, it's like a diplomat, right? She's like right. a diplomat's daughter, <laughs> right? So, Yo. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yo. <laughs> if you throw a right hook in Georgetown, you're probably hitting somebody <laughs> that's either a lobbyist, uh, a mm-hmm. politician, or something. Um, you're you're yeah. hitting someone that could invariably have you murdered. Yeah. Like, but <laughs> has the resources. Funny enough, right? So in that scuffle, I lose my wallet, right? And I'm like, damn, I lost my wallet oh, uh, during the fight or whatever. And maybe like a month later, my wallet comes to my, um, literally in the mail to my house. And the guy leaves a note because apparently the guy I grabbed, completely wrong guy, some like uh, ex-Marine type dude. And he was like, hey, man, you know, uh, it's all good. Here's your wallet back. Uh <laughs> You know? <laughs> like the guy that you yoked up yeah i yoked up the wrong guy <laughs> he wow yo and, you and i got lucky i guess that like i yoked him before he yoked me because uh marines are beating wrestlers <laughs> yeah yeah they're not like you know i have some friends who are marines and they told me a little bit about like their hand-to-hand situation yeah. like their hand-to-hand game yeah it's to neutralize you it's yeah. not to like put on a show like it's to like break your bones and move on to the next person honestly i think i was lucky because like when i worked i wasn't really drinking behind the bar mm-hmm. um at least that night uh <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh 
you know, the guy was out with his friends. So it wasn't, that wasn't, you know, I'm not saying I beat up a Marine. I beat up a drunk guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's going to be an uphill battle. Uh, Reg. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah. I'm, so what are you saying? No, I'm just, I'm just glad he was a nice guy. He gave my wallet back and the guy had my address. He could have just shown up and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could, that could have that could have went that could have left really quick because he could yeah. be like, "Hey, do you want to?" Uh, I remember uh, we we fit we started something, and I was <laughs> I want to know if you wanted to finish it here at your house. How does <laughs> how does that sound? Right, right. Well, so yo, so you've seen some fucking wild bars, wild bar scuffles, man. Uh, yeah, a couple bar scuffles. <laughs> they happen. Who'd have, who'd have thought that alcohol and uh, violence would somehow uh, come together, right? Weird. <laughs> Super strange. So now, did you, so that was in D.C. Did you, were you doing any bartending here in, or in Central Jersey at all? Not really. Um, you know, I did a little bit of bartending in Oregon for oh, like okay. maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, when I moved to Jersey, I, I focused more on like the comedy game than uh Right. In the bar, and like that's when I started working kind of more of a traditional nine to five ish and comedy at, at nights. Gotcha, got. So now, so you were so you're working a little bit out in Oregon. What is what is the bar scene like there? I mean, I'm I've never been to Oregon, yeah. so tell so, tell us a little bit about what that looks like. So guys like me and you should, uh, if you go to Oregon, stay in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Well, <laughs> what do you um, mean, Reg? Funny enough, uh, Oregon was not designed for black people. <laughs> like historically, not des- It's that. That's one of the like one of the funniest things I've heard all day. Is it, you know, it's like it's not. You know how like a uh, uh, like a roller coaster is not designed for short people. Yeah, right. Like they started the town. Like you know what. This is designed for the whites. Yeah, it was, that was kind of the idea. It was supposed to be basically like a place where white people live. <laughs> um, <laughs> like America? Go yeah, on. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. But, so, but Port- yeah. Portland's got a, a really cool um, art scene. It's got a really cool bar scene. Mm-hmm. And like it really is, I don't know, if you've seen Portlandia, it's weirdly accurate. And bartending like is, I don't know, like I feel like around here people – you know, they respect bartenders, but you know, often people are like, oh, why don't you go get a real job? Kind of that deal. Right. But out there, like, no, that's a job. Like, it pays 15 an hour plus your tips. Um, damn. Yeah. Cost of living is not as expensive as it is out here. So, like, and it's just like a young, cool town. Like, uh, I know mm-hmm. you, you probably know living near, like, New York and stuff like that. Imagine just, like, cool New York vibes, but, like. Uh, Fresh air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, like clean water and fresh air. Yeah, that can happen apparently. I've heard so much about this. So now, what was so what was the type of bar, what was the name of the bar you were working in in uh, in Oregon? I I don't even remember because like I was like basically taking like gig work at the time. Like, gotcha. There, there was one where like it was it was more or less a, a scam, right? Like the guy was basically it was like a bringer show <laughs> for mm-hmm. bartending. Oh. <laughs> Well, I mean, look, for listeners, like, bringer shows are when, like, you know, as a comedian, you have to bring, bring, uh, you have to bring, like, five to ten people in order to perform. Now, mind you, you aren't getting paid. 
you are paid in exposure and your friends are now paying, you know, whatever, a cover and for two drinks. So you're not getting any money. Right. Yeah. So just to give some context. Um, so, so you were working, uh, there was a scam bar that was doing like, what do you mean? Like, can you tell? Yeah. Talk a little yeah. Bit about so it? like this guy, basically the guy who ran the place, was a piece of shit. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I go out there one night. Cause like the same way I, I got my job in DC. I, we didn't really talk about that, but like basically it showed up one day. I was like, Hey, you guys hiring? And they're like, yeah, show up, see what you got, man. Um, shit. And, uh, the guy was like, he's ready to kick me out of it. Gonna say no, nah, we don't need new people, whatever. Uh, but we started talking because he had some like Baltimore Orioles stuff, and I was like, Maryland, I know Maryland. He's right. like, no shit. So uh, I worked this bar. It's it's like filthy, like the type of stuff you'd see on Bar Rescue, mm, uh, which I have been on that television show. So really, I really? have. Uh, yeah. Side note: uh, uh, the episode is Tanked and Toasty, uh, season six, episode thirty. If y'all haven't seen it, go check that one out. Um, but okay. uh, sorry, so go. Yes, I'm. So I am familiar with what you mean by gross bars. I have, yeah. and yeah. My listeners probably have as well. But so gross, shitty bar, gross, shitty bar, and uh, you know, this is like the one favor I'm pulling in Oregon. Like uh, I call some of my friends. I'm like, hey, I'm working a shift. Come by. You know, maybe they'll bring me on full time. Right. Right. Uh, once I get there, I you know, I've been in the game long enough. I was like, all right, I see this is this is. This is your bullshit. Like you get people to come in, you know, spend spend their, their friends' money, and then you know you bleed them dry, right? So I was like, I'm gonna do a shift, have fun with it, you know, um, mm-hmm. heavy pours and all that stuff. You know, made my money and just like, thanks for playing. <laughs> I'll go look elsewhere. Right, you know? right. Now, well, so let me ask you. So when you say that, like, he was like bleeding, dry, like, was he not gonna give you a job? Like. You were gonna work think, the shift. You I think he would have given me a job, but like the, the thing is, though, like it's not a job, right? Like if I wanted to tell my friends to just hand me, you know, fifty bucks every week, I guess I would just borrow money, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Why do, like, why do I need a W nine? <laughs> <laughs> why do I need a W nine to be a uh, mooch? Uh, yeah, right? I feel like there's no like employee ID number. For freeloading, right? Yeah, like like the DC bar. I don't know. Like when you work at a place that you know is clean, holds itself well, you know, has like history. Like right. you know, you put on whatever your bartender outfit is with a little bit of pride, right? But like if you're in some dive, you know, scum bar out somewhere, it's like, eh, I can't tell people if I don't want to be here. I'm not telling people to come here. Right. Well, right. You know. Which, uh, you know, we've seen on episodes of Bar Rescue where, like, <laughs> before they are miraculously turned over, the employees are like, yeah, I never tell my friends to come here because it's that gross. Yeah, yeah. I want them to live, so I don't, I don't do that. That's, uh, that's funny. Um, so, so that's, so that is, so is that, like, the big, like, the highlight of, not the highlight, but, like, the sticking point of Oregon bars or? Um. No, just like the the difference in Oregon, like uh, like if you were trying to get a job here, for instance, uh, at a bar, basically if you have a decent enough resume and you if you can sell yourself, right, you could probably just pick up a bar ship somewhere if the place is hiring. In right. Oregon, though, like you need you need like a license. Um, you have to bartend. Get, yeah, and to no get shit. a license, you have to uh, basically have a business staking, right? So. What made it hard for me to find a gig in Oregon 
was uh, I didn't have the license going in, right? Gotcha. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, by the time I like really kind of figured out that town, because it does take some time to figure out a new place. Sure, um, sure. I was already pretty much like out of cash. I was like, this ain't working. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lick my wounds. I'm going to head back home, you know, and just mm. pull myself back up that way. So, um, gotcha. Yeah. These things happen. <laughs> that, uh, as, as they do. Um, so now let me ask you, uh, so we've, you've seen, uh, we've seen scuffles, we've seen scams. Uh, are there any sort of like regulars that you remember? Because I always think it's interesting that like, bartenders meet these folks that come in on a consistent basis and they they too have some fucking crazy stories like do you have any of those regulars that you remember yeah i mean like uh regulars are, are the, in my opinion like the lifeblood of the industry like you sure. if you're having a bad shift and you see someone that comes in that like all right one you know they're not a jerk and two you know like they're gonna tip you because <laughs> yeah. they've done they've done it in the past so um yeah, I'm trying to go back in my kind of like my Rolodex and think about my regulars, but you know, I don't know how exciting those stories are, right? It's, it's just always yeah. these it's always these characters that are like um uh they lived in DC for 20 plus years, like they have these sort of nebulous jobs that you can't quite figure out why they have so much money, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're project managers. Yeah, exactly. There's it's always a project manager or a consultant. Yeah. Like, what do you do? I'm a consultant. Well, what do you consult? Uh, consultings. Yeah. Oh, but okay. honestly, but honestly, like any good bartender, your best regulars are other bartenders. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how that works. Right. Yeah. And uh, you stay, you know, you keep, keep the uh, extra, you stay open later for the bartenders because they're oh, yeah. fucking coming off of whatever shifts uh, that are horrific uh, because <laughs> I don't think human beings, as fascinated as I am by bartenders, uh, I think it's like, goddamn, we y'all get out of work at like six in the morning, like yeah. you know five six in the morning, and it's like uh, your body. I don't know. I don't. It's like I think it's hard to adjust. I would think at least. Yeah. Um. So all right. Well, let me ask you now. Has there? Uh, you must have seen some dates come in other than the C- the CNN uh, side chick, right? Right. <laughs> Were you, was, was there any of those other dates that you're like, whoa, this guy or girl is wasted and this is going horribly awry? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I worked, like I mentioned in a piano bar (laughs) and you know, I don't know if you, uh, speaking of Gordon, I don't know if you played like sweet Caroline (laughs) live (laughs) on the piano. (laughs) I, uh, I know that joke. I know the shout out to Gordon Baker bone, man. Uh, I know that joke well, uh, but yes, the, his, the sweet yeah. Caroline. So, I mean, the worst ones, right. Are like, you've got these people that are just hammered. They're on a date and, uh, it, it can go, there's so many ways to go bad. One could be the song requests that they want that the, the piano guy's like, I'm not playing this because no one likes this song. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I'm here to make money too. <laughs> right. You got those. You got the uh, the wasted chicks that go uh, try to stand on the piano and sing. Oh, sh- now I'm gonna. We can play the game of guess the race of <laughs> what 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 race of woman will stand on a piano and sing. Uh, judges, it is white. Go on. 
The white uh, delegation. <laughs> on behalf of the whites, uh, we are going to say yes. That we, this yeah. is a thing. We like to do that. So, um, so what, like, is there any of those, like, I'm getting on the piano and, like, getting dragged out sort of vibes? You've definitely had, like, the get dragged out sort of vibes. And the problem with uh, a bar sometimes is uh, sometimes we have a bouncer. Sometimes you're the bouncer. Right, right. And this is always interesting when, like, a manager is like, hey, stop doing your job to go do this other job that I'm not going to pay somebody for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was like, it's like, yo, you know, I don't have health insurance because I work for you. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, are you going to pay this hospital bill if I fucking get stitches from right. fucking this dude up? Is that how this yeah. works? Well, like I said, the the women are the most dangerous, right? Because uh, they, uh, speaking of that delegation, uh, <laughs> they, they <laughs> that got cohort. no problem taking a swing at you. Uh, nope. They they definitely have a better lawyer than you. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it, it's just that's just one you just gotta take right you gotta just uh try and slip the jab and yeah, if, if just, you just ma'am please miss <laughs> miss if you could stop trying to gouge my eyes out yeah. because they won't play sweet caroline yeah don't don't let them get on the bar though because then they have the high ground you know? <laughs> right and <laughs> if you're fighting downhill you have the advantage right <laughs> that's that's generally how that works uh, so now, have you had to bounce someone out? Like, yeah, I mean, yes, I I don't like to because <laughs> right. again, like they don't pay me to bounce, like right, you know. But like, especially if like there is a bouncer too. Um, sometimes you're the first wave, right? It's like, all right, this thing is happening. I'm gonna like, you know, restrain the person, wait for backup, basically, but uh. Mm-hmm. Bouncing is hard, man. Like they should pay them more money. Like it's really hard. <laughs> when a human being doesn't want to leave somewhere, it is impossible. <laughs> it is. It is a real Herculean effort. Um, you know. In fact, uh, just quick note. Um, th- one of our episodes here, we had a uh, bouncer on Mike Mercedes. Shout out to Mike. Uh, he's a bouncer, and his stories were. I was fucking floored at just the amount of violence and the level of, to your point of people who just do not want to physically leave an establishment, right? How just, there's so much that goes into getting that person out. Right. It's so weird. Like you're, you're there with like some 95 pound, like drunk woman. It was like, how are you connected to this? (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, are you glued to this? How is this, you know, like, why, how, why are you making this so hard? And, you know, the interesting thing I think though, too, is like, as a bartender, right, you are saying to this person, hey, I want you to leave. So what, like, argument do you have for me to, for you to stay, right? Like, I'm clearly watched the, if you're the bartender, like I'm yeah. watching you so drunk, right. That you are not in control of yourself or you may hurt someone else. And I need you to go. Like, how do you then turn around and be it, like, well, I'm going to stay. It's it's uh, cause you see all the arguments, like it basically falls down into like, basically, you know, two camps. It's like, mm-hmm. come on, which is not an argument. 
<laughs> that is, those are just words, right? There's, I mean, again, as someone who's hung out in DC, probably around enough lawyers, it's like, well, there's no logic there. Just, hey, why, why not? Yeah. Uh, it's like what? when you threw that glass at my head, man. <laughs> like that's why. <laughs> yeah, it's like, come on, what, what, what's the big deal? And then, and then the other the, camp, right? The other camp is, uh, especially in that that area, is do you know how much money I was going to spend? Mm. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I don't. D- you weren't spending it fast enough. <laughs> Had you have spent more money, then perhaps this would have been a different story, right? There is a but, level, right, where I'm like, hey, guys, let's give this guy another shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, just as a quick note, man, like, I remember I was at a bar in, I think it was like the uh, Union near Union Square, West, West Union Square, right? And this guy was fucking wasted. He, like, I've seen, look, I've been hanging on bars for, God, almost, what am I, uh, 20 years, right? Sure. I've been hanging on bars 20 years. Now, wh- this guy was probably in the top 10 of just like, holy okay. shit, this guy's lit, right? He falls into a speaker and knocks the speaker over. Yep. And I was like, so you got to kick him out. And the bartender's like, can't do it. And I was like, what? He goes, this guy pays my rent. Yeah. And I was like, what? He goes, look, every time he comes in here, I walk out from him alone with $500. Yeah. And I was like, well, there it is. There, there it is. So to your point of just like, Hey, yeah, you know I, I'll give you, I'll give you another quick one. Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, since it's almost the holidays, right. Uh, one time this guy, uh, he's an ex um, kind of like Silicon Valley, like a uh, internet tech guy. I don't yeah. think I'm gonna get in trouble for saying this because I don't think anyone cares. Uh, his name is Michael Saylor. Uh, uh, you can look him up. Uh, All right. Whatever. So, so this guy had started some new business venture, and he uh, he basically bought out the bar like for a Christmas party. He was okay. like, the only people that will be in the bar are myself and the people that I've invited to this event. Um, I went two bartenders. I got you know draw sticks. I was like, yes, <laughs> I got that shit. Yeah. And it, it's Michael Saylor. Uh, I guess some like tech guys that work for him. So like big like nerdy looking dudes. In hose, like literal, like, <laughs> and just like, escorts. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's hilarious. Dressed up in like little like Santa outfits and stuff like that, and um, same thing. Like these guys were being. I mean, Santa was okay, but like some of these guys were being reckless. But it was like, well, you bought the bar, you, you bought the right to be an asshole for. Yeah, this is this is your time to shine if you yeah. if you look at it like that, right? Holy yeah. shit, man! That must have yeah. been a fucking big score right there, man. That was a fun one. <laughs> I would think, man. Like, and I'm sure, like, what were the so like? I mean, look, es- escorts are escorts there in the bar for whatever. But were they? Was there any like stories from them, or like were they just kind of like, well, this is the job tonight? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, kind of going back to your wasted thing, like, yeah, because everything was flowing, right? Like, just if someone ordered a drink, it was given to them because you already paid for it, right? Right, right, so right, right. They're on the job. They're kind of, you know, they're working, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I'm just sitting there like, wow, these chicks are like, 
they're hammered, but like they're clearly professionals and stuff like that too. And just, sure, sure, yeah. One of those nights where that's a thing that happened to me. And <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that occurred in my life. And I'm yeah. excited that that occurred, man. Yes. Yeah, sometimes you're playing like Call of Duty. You're like, yeah, I guess that did happen. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah. You're having PTSD, but like the good kind, I guess, if, yeah. that, if such a thing exists in that space. Um, yeah. That's, that's really fucking funny, man. That was fun. <laughs> uh, well, look, man, uh, this has been a fucking blast, dude. Uh, thank you for coming through, Reg. Uh, I really, we, you know, listeners here and I myself appreciated your stories. Um, and I wanted to get into um, our next segment, sure. um, which is called Five Questions for a Bartender, right? And now this is the part of the show where, you know, I was telling you a little bit about it before, but this is like, you know, for maybe new listeners, but uh, this is like inside the actor studio, but for bartenders. Okay. Um, I am not clever enough to come up with a better name for the segment than questions for guests, but this is the, it's, it's my show and that's just sure. how this looks. Um, so, all right, here we go. Uh, question number one, what is the, what is a misconception people have about being a bartender? I think the biggest min- misconception is that, like, it's all fun, right? Like, bartenders mm-hmm. are kind of, like, the cheapest therapists you can get. <laughs> I and um, they listen to a lot of people's bullshit. And they have to, like, once you're behind the bar, you're there. You can't, <laughs> you don't get to leave. <laughs> you're just standing there taking right. whatever stuff. So I think people think that just because you're working with booze and stuff like that, with people that are partying, that, like, it's a big party. and it, not not all the time. Gotcha. And I uh, I have uh, I have seen uh, enough surly bartenders in my day to go. You know what? I don't think y'all are having as much fun as everybody else. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> You're not. All right. So, question number two: What is the biggest tip that you have received as a bartender? Um, it would definitely ha- it would definitely probably be that that part I was talking about, that guy, the Christmas right. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause like, you know, we were getting paid, I think 200 just to show. And he, you know, tipped us out at the end of the night. Um, nothing like crazy, crazy, but like at, at the time it was pretty good. Like I want to say I probably walked away with another like four or 500 bucks that night, which is, you know, that's a lot of money. Like uh, definitely more than I usually make. Yeah. So like 700 in total, you'd say? Yeah. Yeah. For like one night's work, which is pretty, pretty damn good. Hell yeah. That's fucking amazing. Um, especially now, now that I think of how (laughs) really cool right now, (laughs) that would be really awesome if someone were to hand me that much money. So, all right. So that's our second question. Number three, what's your pet peeve of a customer? What is the one thing that you say, you know, when you were bartending, like, I don't want you to do that anymore. Yeah, um, one of the biggest pet peeves is like from like the initial meeting is the uh, um, the surprise me, right? Like I hate that word when you're bartending. Right. Hey, uh, what do you want to drink? Surprise me. What, what the f- like? What do you What do you want? Like uh, something you know, kind of tropical? Do you want something uh, like a beer? Like what What does that mean? You know? Right. Yeah, well, I would think, too, of just, like, so what? Like, I spit in a glass? Like, is that the surprise you want? You know? It kind of comes back to, like, being, like, 
uh, the cheapest therapist and just like, so I have to unpack what surprises you right now. Right. Right. That's not what and, I'm here for. And then the, the problem with that too, is like, that's usually the person that's going to complain about the product too. Oh, see, you don't mm-hmm. get to do that. That's right. right. We don't get to <laughs> you're like, but you do, Jim. See, that's the thing is you do get to do that because I've been there before and that's what happens. Right. Um, all right. So uh, question number four, if you owned a bar, what would you name it? Ooh, damn. That's a really good question. Wow. Um, I've got no real answer to that. Um, better come up with something quick. Uh, <laughs> This is this is this is a weird one. This is like uh, one time my my <laughs> uncle like uh, just randomly gave me and uh, my wife his uh, kitchen table, like his dining room table. Okay. So yeah, this, I know this is a long way to go here. Um, no, no. If I, look. if I ever started a uh, more of a restaurant than a bar, but I would call it Uncle Wayne's Kitchen Table. That's cool. Yeah. Ah, that's that's a fun. That's a great name. Yeah, that's that's, that's what we thought. <laughs> I think that is, look, that is not weird. And I think I've heard weirder. I've done this show uh, over 30 times and I've heard far weirder than that. That's a great name. And there's some story behind it. So I think Uncle Wayne's Kitchen Table is a good name. Um, So that brings us to our final question. What is your favorite drink? What do you like to have when you are not, uh, when you weren't uh, behind the bar or even if you were, who cares? Yeah, I'm like, uh, maybe it is for my time in D.C. I'm weirdly like the type of person that likes uh, gin. Um, it's okay. my favorite spirit. And uh, my favorite drink is definitely a gin Collins. Mm, okay. And for the uninitiated, let me see. It's been a while. But a gin Collins is a Tom Collins variant. Uh, damn. I'm going back to the memory banks, man. Why don't I know this? This is good dead air right here. <laughs> <laughs> we can we so, will uh, we will take care of this in post. Yeah. Uh, no, so it's uh, basically one part gin. You've got lemon juice, uh, simple syrup, club soda. It's actually pretty straightforward drink, um, mm. but like it's just a classic old school American drink. I like the taste of gin, and it's uh, that's my favorite. That's your jam. Yeah. I respect it. I respect it. You know, I'm not like the biggest gin drinker um, Mm -hmm. for me, but, you know, obviously uh, everyone has their own thing. And you know what? If you, if that's, if that's what you fuck with, that's what you fuck with, man. I, uh, I always give a lot of respect for people who like what they like. Um, So that is our five questions for our guest. Um, You know, and again, thank you, Reg, uh, Reg, for coming through and hanging out with us. Uh, here at Open Bar Talk Podcast. Um, you know, is there is there anything you want to plug uh, before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can check me out on uh, Twitter and Instagram at RP Comedy. And uh, I do a podcast too for anyone that likes movies. It's a show called Retro versus Remake. We watch old school movies and we watch the remakes and then we decide, should the remake exist? Oh, that's fun. That's so go, go check that out, man. Please, uh, please go, uh, please go check that. Um, so that is, uh, that is our show. Um, you know, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, I'm happy to be back. 
Uh, I hope y'all are coming back along for the ride. Uh, you know, again, I think bartenders uh, live some of the more fascinating lives and it's always fun to uh, hear their stories. Uh, and they're always new. There's, I've never heard the same story twice, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and also please support uh, your bar staff and servers right now uh, because things are pretty fucked up, especially yeah. if you're here in New York City uh, because indoor dining is closed. Um, which means that bars are closed, which means that some folks are really uh, hard up for some cash. So uh, if you got some bartenders in your life, Venmo them, cash app them, give them some money, man. They've held you down. You need to hold them down. Yep. Um, so uh, our show, if you want to find it again, Open Bar Talk on all platforms. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, openbartalk at gmail.com. Uh, hit, uh, hit me up. Send me uh, some fun stuff. Say, hey, I really like the show. Or what the fuck are you doing? Either way, I'll listen to you. Um, if you want to find me outside of that, gymsearchcomedy.com. Uh, you can go on all social media. Find me at gymsearch. I make it super easy to find me. Uh, again, uh, Reg, thank you so much for hanging. Uh, it's been such a blast. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.